Hello, this is Bayo Fadjuba. We're so excited that you are joining us today. If you're a part of our DCH family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you. Please find us on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, or you can even join us on our website at www.dch.church. We can also get you plugged in via the Church Center app where you can find our connect groups, upcoming events, as well as given options if you would like to help us spread the gospel of Jesus everywhere. I hope this word today blesses you, encourages you, and inspires you to greatness. Let's get started. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you because you are present here. We experience your presence, your power, your mightiness. Thank you for giving us Jesus. He's the Lord and Master of all. Today, we establish his power in this place. We establish his grace amongst us. Lord God, this day as I speak, let the people hear you and not me. Pray, O oh God, that no one will come here and return the same. And pray, God, that they will hear from you and everyone will be, be blessed. Thank you, Father Lord. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, DCH. You know, it's always a great opportunity for me to come here. A lot of times I watch online from Nigeria. And every time I see the SOH, I always say yes. I have not, I have not been able to see a better choir. so happy to be here this morning. My wife, my girlfriend, <laughs> is here also. I just want to share some things with us this morning. Uh, the title of my message that God has given for you is let the child die so that the king may live. Amen. I'll quickly read 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 to 5. And it came to pass, after the year that was, the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged I didn't see that uh, let me read my maybe I should read because that thing is a bit far from me okay but David started still at Jerusalem And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from his bed 
and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness. And she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived, and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. This was a time when kings went to war. Any king that couldn't go to war at that time would you know, sit at home trying to send messengers to the battlefield to know what was going on. It wasn't a time when kings should go on the rooftop because the rooftop was a place of leisure. David, a man after God's own heart, didn't listen to God very well. We are told that instead of arising from his seat, he arose from his bed. He was not supposed to be on his bed. Anyway, he went to the rooftop. Why he went there, I do not know. I didn't have the opportunity to ask him. But he went to the rooftop. And he was looking at what he should not have looked upon. And he saw a woman having her bath. Why would a woman be having her bath very close to the king's palace? I do not know. You know, when the devil is going to make a man to fall, he will engineer strange things. Things that are abnormal, things that you least expect will begin to happen. And David saw this woman washing herself. And the Bible says she was very good to look at. I wonder if there is any naked woman that is not good to look at. You know, let me ask the men. Is there? No, don't give me an answer. And David saw and he sent people to go and bring her. He said, who is this beautiful woman? And he said, well, the wife of one of your servants, your soldiers. And we are told that David laid with her. The husband was fighting David's war. But David was fighting the devil's war. Isn't it ironical that a man after God's own heart will be fighting the devil's war. And that only tells us that it doesn't matter how great you are, how spiritual you are. A time could come when the devil will bring great temptations. And when you are not ready, when you are not in the right place, when you are in the rooftop, on the rooftop, when you should be kneeling on, on your knees, you will hear what you shouldn't hear. You will see what you shouldn't see. And David saw what he shouldn't see. 
And he asked about this woman. He said, she's the wife of one of your servants. Rather than taking caution, David brought her in, slept with her. And after some time, this woman came back and told David, I am pregnant. You know, those three words can be beautiful. Those three words can be serious. Those three words can make people begin to hate one another. When you are not expecting somebody to be pregnant and he says, I am pregnant. Some people will say, who, who made you pregnant? <laughs> they will even say, I'm sure I am not the one. Ask some men, when they have been where they shouldn't be, and the woman comes and says, those are the worst words that a man could hear at some times. And they are the most beautiful words that a man would want to hear at some times. It depends. And David began to manipulate. If you are pregnant, Bathsheba, we need to do something about it. By right, your husband should be the owner of this pregnancy. But now I know that I am the owner. In order to save my face, I should transfer this royal seed to a commoner, your husband. Don't ask me whether Bathsheba was a willing woman. I asked myself, was it that Bathsheba could not resist? But then, David, I believe, was a handsome man. Just like me. David was a handsome man. He had authority. Whether Bathsheba could oppose that authority, I don't know. But it looked to me like Bathsheba was willing to be part of royalty. So David began to do what he shouldn't do. He wanted to transfer a royal seed to a commoner. And he sent a message to the husband to come. And David did everything to make sure that this man would sleep with his wife. But the man said, how will I allow the ark of God to be at war and I will be sleeping at home? This man had character. At that time, he had more character than David, the man of God. And then David saw that this man would not fall for this trick. And he planned to kill him. And David called Joab, the leader, and said, This man placed him at the hottest part of the war. And then when the fighting is really hard, let everybody withdraw from him so that he will be killed. 
And God was looking on. Just as he looks on when many of us begin to plan things we shouldn't plan. Eventually, this guy died following the plan of David. Then David took his wife and made him a wife. And God was looking on. When I look at this story, I just find myself, you know, I ask myself, is it that a man after God's own heart will not know that certain things should be beyond him. I say this because many times we don't know that there is nobody that cannot fall. It depends on where you place yourself. Don't get too overconfident that you are above certain actions. That's why we need to depend on the mercy of God. That God, on the day of my spiritual battle, let me stand. So, David married this woman. And one thing I found in the Bible was that at no point did the Bible agree, at least until later, that Bathsheba was David's wife. She was always called Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. Because God did not want to accept. So, this woman got pregnant and later on she, you know, she brought forth a baby. This baby was nameless. God refused to give him a name. Because this baby did not come the right way. And that's why some of, some of the blessings that men get, those blessings don't have names. Especially when men get those blessings in the wrong way. Those blessings don't have values. Sometimes when you manipulate and you get positions and you get rich, those riches don't have values. So, the son of Bathsheba had no name. But God, the Bible says that God was displeased with David. So, God sent a prophet, Nathan, to David. And you know the story, Nathan you know, spoke a proverb. And David was so angry that a rich man would take a poor man's sheep to kill for a visitor. And David said, as the Lord lives, this man must die. And Nathan said, thou art the man. Isn't it tragic that a man that was so easy to pronounce death on another person will not know that he had done something worse. 
And immediately, in the tradition of David, he repented. And he said, you know, he began to say a lot of things that we can find in Psalm 51. And Nathan told him, because you have repented, you will not die. But certain things will happen to you and in your family. What was the sin of David? Number one, David was slack with his kingly duty. Two, he deliberately fell into sin. Three, he misused his kingly authority, even though Bathsheba might be a willing person. Four, he shamelessly refused, you know, uh, reject, he rejected, or let me say, he, he tried to transfer a kingly seat to a commoner by making it look as if Uriah was the father of that baby. Five, he planned meticulously to kill Uriah. You know, the Bible tells us that David despised God and he took the wife of Uriah as his wife. There was, a, in Psalm 51, David was praying and he said, against you, O God, and you alone have I committed this sin. And when I was reading that, I said, no, David, you are wrong. It wasn't only against God that you committed this sin. Number one, you committed it against, uh, you know, against your wives at home. Two, you committed it against, you know, the leader of your army that you are asking to go and kill. Three, you committed it against all the members who are fighting in the army that you asked to withdraw so that this man will be killed. Four, you committed it against Uriah, an innocent man who was very passionate about God. Five, you committed it against Bathsheba, who, you know, who was the wife of another person. And you took Bathsheba as wife. So, Nathan was sent by God to give him a message. And Nathan pronounced judgment upon David. He said, you will not die. But number one, the sword will never depart from your house. Two, God will raise evil against you from your household. Three, your wife will publicly, uh, publicly be ravished in your own house on top of the roof. Number four, the son born to you by Bathsheba, Uriah's wife will die. And when David heard that, David began to pray and he begged God. He fasted. They begged him to eat. He refused. Because he didn't want that baby to die. He did, they begged him. They did everything 
he was just there. But after some time, this child died. When David saw that his servants were speaking to one another, he called them and said, is the child dead? And they said, yes. Because they were afraid. They said he might even order them to be killed. Because when the child was still alive, he wouldn't listen to anybody. He was praying, he was fasting, he wouldn't eat, he was lying on the... Many times, people waste their time praying and fasting when they should do the right thing. But God had pronounced that the baby that Uriah's wife has given birth to will die. And God was right. Because by the law of heaven, by spiritual law, David had already transferred this baby to a commoner. With all the plans that he was making. So, as soon as this child died, David that they were begging to eat, he went, he, changed, he had a bath, put perfume, wore a new clothes, went to the temple. He was worshipping God. David, what is wrong with you? You were crying, you were weeping, you were fasting, and now the child is dead. They didn't force, they no longer have to force you to eat. David was the one who asked for food. And the people were worried. Say, I, we hope this man is okay. Why would this man, weeping and fasting, suddenly begin to put perfume, worshipping God, and now asking for food? And David says something. He said, look, when this child was alive, I tried everything I could do. But he has died. But now this child is dead. Why would I want to weep again? And David says something. Because of our time, we won't be reading so many of these things. He said, He will not come back to me but I will go to meet him. That was a profound thing that told me that God was telling David certain things. Number one, that this child was without fault. So, if I, I will allow him to die, I know he will go to heaven. And God made a revelation to David, I believe that made David to say that he will not come back to me, but I will go to him. In other words, heaven is open for David also. When a heaven is open, when there is a revelation that heaven is open to you, I tell you, it's one of the greatest revelations. In other words, when you leave this earth, you already know where we are going. 
He will not come to me, but I will go to him. That is the kind of revelation we as Christians need at all times. That it doesn't matter what is happening. When I close my eyes in death, I will go to him. And David, we are told, comforted his wife, Bathsheba. Because that was the only time that God will accept that Bathsheba was his wife. And we are told that David comforted his wife. And he went in unto her. And a new baby came. There was no way God could love that son of Bathsheba. The Bible said that a new baby came. His name was Solomon. And the Bible tells us in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, that the Lord loved him. There was nowhere where God was said to have loved that child that died. The Lord, Solomon came. He was born a king. The Lord loved him. And his name was Jedidiah, which means beloved of Jah. Let me tell you something. It's a waste of time worshipping something or holding tight onto something that the Lord cannot love. It's a waste of time making money that the Lord cannot love. It's a waste of time getting yourself involved in things that God cannot love. When Solomon was born, and, you know, we are told that the Lord loved him. He was a presentation of kingship. There was no way that the kingship of Solomon will come unless the child of Bathsheba died. I'm saying this to, know, to let you know that there are certain things that must die so that the good things of God can come to life. So, we have seen that David worshipped God. Even when God had not answered his prayer. That was before Solomon was born. And the question is, is it possible for you to worship God when God has not answered your prayer? Because there are people here sitting down here and God has not answered a particular prayer. God did not answer the prayer of David to save the life of that child. When the baby died, David worshipped God. And I want to ask you that even if there are things in your life that God have not, you know, has not given 
his consentry. He has not answered his prayer. Can you worship God? Despite it, in spite of it, can you worship God? So, I asked myself, why did God allow Bathsheba's son to die? Number one, David despised the Lord for what he has done. And Nathan told him that you have despised the Lord, that you have brought reproach to the name of God by what you've done. And if God allowed this child to live, other people will begin to do what you are doing. They will not think that God was serious. They will not think that God was a just God. So there was a reason why the child had to die. The child had to die so that God's name would be lifted up. The child had to die so that Solomon would be born and a new you know, kingship will be established. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14, Nathan said, However, because by this deed you have given great occasions to the enemies of the Lord, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. So, remember that Nathan told David that he pronounced certain judgments. And what happened to David afterwards? Number one, David suffered the loss of that child. Two, David's daughter, Tamar, was raped by her half-brother. In retaliation of that, Absalom killed Imnon, who raped his sister. Four, Absalom later on rebelled against David and even temporarily took over the throne. And the worst of him was that Absalom slept with David's wives on the same roof that David stood upon to look at Bathsheba. Isn't that an irony? That many times the things that you do they have grievous consequences. And unfortunately, four of the sons of David, they died before him. And David lived with that sin for a long time. He was even saying, my sin is ever with me. So, let me just ask, what is the child that must die in your life? And what is the king that must be raised up in your life? The child in your life is anything that you are doing wrong, deliberately doing wrong. Anything you have acquired illegitimately. Anything that you know is wrong, that you are not doing in accordance with God's will. And that child is affecting the great things that what God wants to do There are people that cannot become great until they allow the child to die. Those things that God do not sanction that you are doing. There may be people here that God is already telling you what you are doing is wrong. 
knock it off. And you are arguing and arguing and you want the child to live. As long as that child is alive, God cannot raise the king, the kingly things that he wants to do in your life. There are people, maybe the child that must die is the fact that you have to make restitution. But you have refused to do it. And because of that, God will not raise the king. Those things that, you know, look like kings in your life. There are other things. You have official documentation that are false. And God is saying, set it right. And you refused. Until the child dies and you correct those things. The kingly, you know, blessings of God may not come. You have an unforgiving spirit. And God is saying, forgive this person. Forgiveness is not, it's not an advice. It's a command. That's what people don't know. And it has nothing to do with even whether that person asks for forgiveness or not. And you refuse. It, be, it becomes a child that must die. And until that child dies, until you forgive, there are certain things that God will not raise up. It may be that you have the spirit of inordinate anger, you're always angry and so on. God is telling you, pipe down. And you refuse. And God will look at you that the things that he wants to raise up as king in your life, he cannot until the child dies. It may be that God is asking you to be paying your tithes. And you're arguing and making, you know, you can argue and even be right in your own face, in your argument. But God will say, until that child dies, I will not be able to do what I want to do. So, you know, there are Christians that live in deliberate sin. They continue living in sin, doing the wrong thing. God has sent people to them. The Spirit of God has spoken to them many times. But they don't care. Because the judgment of God does not come suddenly and quickly, sometimes we think that we can get away with these things. But let me tell you today, as I speak to you, with all humility, if you are living in sin, if you are deliberately living in sin, let the child die. Leave this sin. Otherwise, the king in your life will not come. You are living in sexual immorality. You are least, you know, you are faking things. It has become a child in your life. So, what do you need to do? Repent. Repent. Because God has a plan for you. So, in conclusion, I want to advise us. If you have made a, you have made a terrible decision in your life, made a terrible mistake, you have even done something that is irreversible. Does it mean that God cannot forgive you? No, God can still forgive you. Our God is a God, a compassionate God. 
Sometimes he may not reverse the consequences, but he can still lift you up when you genuinely repent. Okay. There are certain diseases that will not go until you allow the child to die so that God will have a chance and a right to say, now I can deal with your issue. What will you do today? What will you decide to do? I am not God. And I will not be God. But I know that there are kingly blessings that have been denied the people of God. All because they have not allowed the child to die. Because of that, their Solomon will not come. And what God wants to do will not happen. But today, I want to tell you, when I was preparing, the Lord was telling me that there are certain things that God wants to do in the lives of certain people here. There are certain things that the devil has planted in the bodies of people. And God is saying, is it too hard for me? It's not too hard for me to deal with. I only need an open door if they will allow the child that is not blessings to them to die. So this morning, I ask you, what is the child that must die in your life? David was singing. He said, And renew our right spirit within Sing that song again. Creating 
you are here and you want God to restore some great things to you. Something that you want God to restore and you are ready to tell God, God, let this child die. I want you to lift up your hands because I'm going to pray with you. That's something you God want God to restore to you. Something that you have lost. Just lift up your hands so that I'll pray with you. us not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from us. We are holding tight unto something that must die. Today, O God, hear from heaven. Rend the heavens, O Lord. Cause the rain of righteousness to fall upon us again. Take that child that is not profiting us and let it die. a new king to rise up in our lives that you will love. We receive your Jedidiah this morning. And we are asking, oh God, that you will forgive us. Create in us a clean heart, oh God. Have mercy on us, oh Lord. According to your loving kindness, according to your great tender mercies, let today be known in heaven that you have forgiven us. Rend the heavens and let the rain of righteousness come upon your people that we may rejoice in you again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of our message today. If you enjoyed the message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media. You can also jump on our website, www.dch.church, and click the giving link to help us spread the word and the good news all over the world. Stay connected and God bless you. Have a great week.